And welcome to the 10th episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset. How are you doing over there, Athena? Um, quite well, given everything that's happened this week and that we're not going to talk about. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this is a show where we do like to skip over the big stories in favour of, you know, the little guys. And I've got, I've got some pretty good crackers this week. Excellent, go for it. Yeah, I've had to scroll down a lot further on uh, every news website to find stuff. It's buried by um, one or two other stories, but it's definitely been a week of winners or losers. Uh, we'll start with a loser because, you know, we can only go up from there. And my first loser of the week is the Royal Mint, who have done perhaps the, the most, you know, student going for a deadline, hasn't really made any effort. Poor referencing, like they, they've really not done a good job on uh, this specific event, which is to commemorate H.G. Wells's uh, like 75th anniversary of his death. They thought they'd release a special one pound coin. That's nice. H.G. Wells wrote War of the Worlds. Um, so they have a little depiction of a scene in that. Um, first up, it's not going too well when the monstrous tripod has four legs. We can all see a little problem there, but it's not really unforgivable. Like that's a detail you have to have read the book to have uh, to have got that. Much much worse is that the coin has been inscribed with the quote, "Good books are warehouses of ideas." Uh, quote by H. G. Wells. It sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. So far, everything's all right. Um, yeah, it's sounding pretty decent until you realise that. H.G. Wells never said good books are warehouses of ideas. However, if you Google inspirational H.G. Wells quotes, it's the first thing that comes up. That's just, that's messy. How, how come? <laughs> Someone working at the Mint must have panicked and just, you know, Googled a quote and gone, yeah, stick that on a coin. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> but no one's fact checking them. Um, you know, maybe this is like the intern kid. Maybe this is a placement we could get. Big win this week, so we'll move on to something a little more positive, is slippers. Apparently slippers have seen um, record sales. I uh, can't think of any reason why, you know, a bit weird. But uh, apparently sheepskin slippers are very in ones, which uh, have no. rocketed by 60%. That's, no, like, to be fair, Origin knowing that most of these slippers are going to be worn with socks is like disturbing enough. The fact that they're cheap just makes it worse somehow. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, normal slippers have increased by 300% as well, which <laughs> sort of surprises me because, you know, the sheepskin ones, you can see that's like a little fashion thing. But people must have gone through all of last lockdown not buying slippers when they were working from home and i've now decided you know if we're going to do this again i really need to invest <laughs> it's also been a pretty good week for um well pretty good year actually for cassettes um which surprised me i didn't know that anyone would ever buy a cassette but you know apparently it's... this was the best year since 2003 when now 54 came out for cassette sales but um, reading this got me a bit curious and I had a little look at the now 54 best-selling cassette of 2003, um, the track list, and you know, 
it's it's pretty incredible and i've decided that i'm gonna spend tomorrow on spotify listening to now 54 because you know three-year-old me was doing pretty well in 2003 we could go back there <laughs> there are definitely worse times to be keeping on a little music front um i'm gonna say a big loser of the week this week uh you're a fan of celine dion i believe Alina. um maybe <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes at the end of a night out. Yeah, we can remain moderately neutral on Celine Dion, but I'm going to say big loser of the week is Celine Dion, formerly known as Thomas Dodd, who <laughs> got a little bit um, tipsy. He's he, tipsy's his words, not mine, on New Year's Eve and spent £89 legally changing his name to Celine Dion. <laughs> uh, but Apparently he has no no memory of doing this, uh, but remembers he was watching a Celine Dion concert on New Year's Eve. Woke up, got an envelope through the door, uh, telling him that his name was now Celine Dion. <laughs> Which uh, makes me happy. Whose name would you get if you were to, you know, get tipsy to the point where you would think about getting a new name? Oh, uh, well, I'm going to hold off answering this because... I reckon we could uh, conduct an experiment. <laughs> uh, you need to get me drunk and you know, probe me up. I mean, I reckon there's been a few nights where if I'd have had the brain capacity to, to think of doing this, I would have. <laughs> oh, great. I can't wait to see Celine being such a great influence on you when we're allowed to party. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon you'd like become Celine Dion do you reckon you'd take on some of her personality if uh, if you could do this like who would you change your name to do you reckon you'd become more like that person if you had their name I don't to be fair I think I would change my name to like a very British one to because of Brexit reasons so I'd possibly just like you know go for something very cliche such as Theresa May and then maybe I'll catch some of her dance moves we don't know I, I like how you said catch some of her dance moves like like a disease. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you could just um, get rid of some some of the bizarre letters in your name and just go with you know standard standard <laughs> alphabetical letters, that would be much nicer. Um, as close as I am to my plant, I I know a lot of people are even closer and may have gone to the extent of you know naming them and giving them personalities. Uh, which seems a bit seems a bit crazy for a little while, but you know, never one to doubt the science. It turns out that plants can be sentient now, which big news of the <laughs> week. Um, and they found a French bean, of course, it was French, obviously, um, that can show intent, uh, <laughs> which you know makes me a bit worried that the plants are going to be scheming against us. But yeah, you're no longer so crazy for talking to your houseplants. Maybe they understand. Is that a French bean, like, plotting to take over floor five and just speak loudly? <laughs> You'd assume so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like a very remarkable plant. I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed by the looks. Um, I hope it's not aware of me saying this, even though maybe it is. <laughs> Difficult. Is it stripey? Uh, yeah, it's wearing a stripy white and black top. It has a beret and a ring of garlics on the top. Cute. Where does it hold this baguette? Uh, the baguette is in the basket on the front of its bicycle. 
Nice. Hmm. But anyway, that's um, most of what I found this week. But I wanted to give a few shout outs to anyone trying dry January because um, they're the real losers this week. <laughs> Uh, you know what? We um, can't say that. They are really. That's a really impressive commitment. Like, well uh, done if you're doing that. But also, I know I could never. Yeah, we we we're trying um dry lockdown, but I'm fully intending to not succeed in this. But you know, it's we managed it for a few days. I think that's what matters. Dry lockdown sounds like you're actually trying to make lockdown even worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, two negatives make a positive. Though. But but my my battle with you know um, a few days not drinking has um, has led me to my favourite article of the week, and I'd recommend anyone checks this out. BBC News, dry January. Will lockdown cause more people to give in? What a silly question that is, obviously. But the entire article consists of people failing dry January. No one <laughs> succeeds in this. They haven't found one who's succeeded. <laughs> And uh, it's sort of middle-class women going, a cup of tea just doesn't really do it for me. (laughs) And I fell off the wagon on day two. So, you know, if you're you're winning at dry January, if you're losing at dry January, read this. It'll make you feel considerably better about any effort you've put in. (laughs) Um, There's just some wonderful, wonderful quotes. I'm not going to beat myself up for failing and booze numbs the pain. <laughs> People who've just given up, they don't care. And it's, it's, it's a place I'd like to be at this point, to be honest. <laughs> have you got anything more, more impressive that people have achieved this week? Um, we have got the record for the longest distance swam underwater with one breath using fish. And the guy who achieved it is a 47 year old, but he's also a four time free diving world champion. And he has swum 202 meters in one breath. 202 meters. That's um, that's a pretty long way. You couldn't run that in one breath. <laughs> Sorry, that was some awful analysis. <laughs> those, uh, whenever you watch those documentaries where people do those you know, nutty extreme sports like uh, sort of surfing ridiculously big waves or mountain biking in some like snake infested forest. Um, the ones who like do free diving and, you know, just going underwater, sometimes they do it under ice, which is, you know, a bit, bit silly in my opinion. Hats off to them because it's not like you, they're not doing that to be cool. They They just love it. They always like they always talk about it like it's the most sublime and meaningful thing they do. And I always find that quite lovely. <laughs> uh, we've got another record, which I particularly enjoy, I've got to say. Um, well, it's actually the same group and they've got three records. So they've got most dogs in a conga line. Um, I expected to guess how many dogs. I'm trying not to visualise it because it goes to a bad place when I do. Um, but I'm going to eat 20 dogs and that would be impressive. If they get that, I'm very impressed, but I can't imagine you could get more dogs in a, in a line. It's actually eight out of the yeah, 13 that, that the family more, more has. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm happy with that. I'm comfortable with that as the number. 
And the best part about this record is that their trainer is only 12 years old. Um, and they've also got... <laughs> this is very weird. Where is this? Germany. Yeah, okay. And final record of the week, we have got... So I know you quite like, you know, Queen in general, Don't Stop Me Now in particular. Uh, well, yeah, I'll throw back to, you know, previous episodes, catch up. <laughs> well, it turns out that a Queen superfan has apparently outdone you as she has set the record by watching Bohemian Rhapsody 108. I wonder if she knows that it's not like a real concert and it's, you know, the same every time. She, it, It's like, I find it weird when people would go to the... Um, a show by an artist twice on the same tour that seems you know moderately excessive but it's understandable like it's going to be a bit different isn't it the film won't change you could watch it twice if you want to you know get the get the detail of it she must be able to quote it line by line now but the issue is no one else would be able to no one would be able to like proof check it but she now has the record title of most cinema productions attended for the same film Wait, she went to the cinema every time. Why didn't she just buy it on DVD or stream Wait, it? Wait, so that movie runs for two hours and 13 minutes, which means that she spent 240 hours watching it, which is 10 whole days. And it doesn't include the 291 times she spent watching it at home. This is intense. We've had some very, very weird, weird records on this show. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't quite get why people have done. I think this this goes one step beyond. I'd never consider, I mean, one, I'd never consider this would be a record that someone could set and someone would record and go, yes, you're a record holder. But the fact that someone would do it anyway is also like, that's a gem. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd appreciate it. I, I, I don't know if I appreciate it. I'm very <laughs> or if confused. you're horrified. <laughs> very, very confused. Should we move on to the good news of the week so that yeah, you, go on. <laughs> you feel was, a bit better? Let's just move on. <laughs> just move on. Um, so the first news, I, maybe it's a bit bittersweet, but the end is definitely good. It is that David Attenborough, so obviously here we're big fans of Sir David, uh, is quitting Instagram. Oh, he quit ages ago. Quit in November. That's what no, I... but like he's definitely quitting it. Oh, um, as he considers that he already has enough work answering to his fans' letters as he receives about 70 a day, which yeah, means... I saw this. 70 letters a day. He's popular, isn't he? I've which received... Means you can uh, send a letter to David Attenborough and I think that's like the best way to start the year. And he sends autographs like to fans all yeah. over the world. Send a letter, just say, cheers, Dave. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be nice to do letters. I haven't sent a letter in ages. I, um, I've received loads and loads of um, letters recently telling me to register to vote, <laughs> which I'd like to make clear I have done. Um, but the council appear to think that my name is Michael, which it isn't. Um, and they keep sending me letters telling me to register to vote under a name that isn't mine. And I, I've done it. I've applied to them and they've confirmed it and everything. But um, yeah, I'm not getting 70 letters a day. He's popular. 
<laughs> also, in the first week of 2021, hundreds of locals in Indonesia have helped to clear over 110 tons of plastic, um, which is the equivalent to the weight of 50. Oh, there's some strong people. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I, I remember um, some like plastic picking got cancelled near us during lockdown. Uh, so it, it sounds like these people are, you know, playing catch up there. They're getting that sorted. Yeah, that's hats off to them. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Um, we've also got this year twice as many people as in January 2019 who are signed up to take part in the Veganuary Challenge, making it total over 500,000 people. Yeah, Veganuary. I... That, that goes back a long way, doesn't it? I um, you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of it in uh, Sainsbury's and places. They've been really like pushing meat-free stuff. Like it sort of gained a bit of traction throughout the year, and then uh, yeah, there seems to be quite a big push, which is nice to see. Yeah, we've all got a bit more time on our hands, so maybe trying out some new recipes because it can be it can be a bit lazy just going. Oh, so I've got the meat and then the pasta. That's my meal. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you could get a bit more experimental, you know. Uh, try out some, try out some other things. Um, there is a new browser extension that is being tried out in the United States and Canada so far, and it mm -hmm. offers you local alternatives to large retailers such as Amazon, Zara, and more. And so far, it's got twelve categories. And it's called Souk. Souk. S. So it's like, uh, instead of just Googling whatever you're looking for and coming up with, you know, the first few are going to be like, you know, Amazon, Tesco, all of those big boys, you're going to get something a bit more interesting, a bit, a bit more local, support someone exactly. who's you know, probably, probably having a, not the greatest time during COVID. So yeah, you can do your little bit there and, you know, you're going to spend the money anyway. So it's basically free, isn't it? An eight-year-old has raised... $775 to support the removal of harmful plastic from the ocean and waterways with a lemonade stand. How on earth has he done so well on a lemonade stand? Surely, like, I, I always imagine they'd make maybe $10 and be like, oh, that was a great day. Where did he put this? Like, Times Square? <laughs> Crazy. I don't know. He was American. Maybe that helps. Yeah, may, I don't know, maybe he just like charged through the roof. He only had one like unwilling customer to put one massive one. The world's only known white giraffe has been fitted with GPS tracker to help protect it from poachers as it grazes in Kenya. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've heard this has been an excellent year for like not poaching because uh, no Everyone's one's been allowed outside. Uh, <laughs> been brilliant yeah good year for the animal an american doctor has six hundred and fifty thousand dollars of 200 patients medical that's that's wonderful yeah that's a nice little bonus isn't it because uh you'd be a bit annoyed if you had to if you ever in medical debt it sounds like a horrible thing but yeah being the good guy Nintendo is working on a new hospital safe version of the Switch console that will offer emotional support for kids who are stuck in a hospital bed. That's very good. Nintendo seem like quite a nice company, don't they? They always seem to be doing these little, you know, 
cool things. And hospitals are the dullest places imaginable. So, uh, um, yeah, that's pretty nice. I remember whenever I was going to the hospital to to get to get my brace done, it was like I'd sit there and I'd read the same poster on the wall every single time. Uh, it just drives you crazy. But yeah, um, Nintendo actually solving a proper problem there. This is what we need more of. The oldest woman in the world has just turned 118. Oh, that's like a, a proper record. Um, I saw another thing that uh, about how the oldest, the only widow of someone in the American Civil War is still alive. And that seemed crazy. Like, imagine if you're 118, how in the past you once lived. Sorry, I correct myself. The American Civil War won. <laughs> um, and finally, researchers commissioned by the Mental Health Foundation have found that 62% of the UK adults have found relief from the stress of COVID-19 by taking... That's a lot more wholesome than my one of how everyone's finding relief by alcohol. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, there's, there's two ways to everything. Go for a nice walk. Baths are really good for walks as well, because, um, you know, it's right out. The country just starts immediately. Like, it doesn't sprawl out for miles of suburbia. It just stops. So, yeah, go for a nice big walk. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> Excellent. Um, this was episode 10 of the Sunday Vibe Reset. We hope you appreciate it, and um, you'll hear back.